What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the New York Sports Minute. It is Friday, May 12th, and I am super excited for this week's episode because tonight is probably one of the biggest basketball games this town has seen in quite a long time as the New York Knicks take on the Miami Heat in Game 6 of the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. The Knicks are facing a do-or-die situation where they got to win. They're down 3-2. They got to win to force a Game 7 in MSG on Monday night. And so for this week's episode, we did something pretty cool. I invited on a good friend, Jesse, on Wednesday night to do an instant reaction to the Knicks' win against the Heat in Game 5. We talked about the game. We talked about Jalen Brunson's heroic 38 points against the Heat. And then, of course, we got into predictions and why our hopes are up again as the Knicks continue to fight against the Miami Heat. And so with that, I'm pumped for this episode. Quick PSA, this Sunday is Mother's Day. So for all you kids out there, give your mom a call. Send her some flowers. Send her a card. The moms are the reason we are here today. And so please, please, please share some love with your mom this weekend. And so with that, hope everyone has a great weekend. Hope everyone enjoys this episode. And let's go Knicks. Hit the music. This is the New York Sports Minute with your host, Morgan Eck. All right. Very excited for this week's episode. It is Wednesday night, right after the Knicks just had an awesome win, game five against the Heat. So to talk about it, to recap it, to give our instant takes, I've invited on a good friend of mine, Jesse from New York City. Jesse, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show. I'm okay, Morgan. Thank you. And I really appreciate the invite. This is uh, something I've been looking forward to for a while, and I'm very happy that uh, this is good news and not bad news. Yeah, when we were we were texting about this earlier this week, Jesse, and I was like, hey, you got to come on, give me the live take. And it's either going to be the saddest episode of all time because we were eliminated or we're going to be totally rejuvenated back on the, you know, back on the wagon. This team is going to the finals mentality. And so you're at the game. You were in the garden for game five win. What's the energy like? Give me to me. What's the instant reaction after that win? Yeah, good question. Um, instant reaction was tough. I'm going to be honest. I didn't anticipate being there. Uh, tried to sell the ticket until I realized that the ticket wasn't exactly valuable. Um, but we went, we had an awesome time. Um, I don't know. Nick fans are very, um, they listen, they listen to the radio. They're pretty astute fans. And Randall didn't get the love at all. I mean, it was like every, literally like 19,000 people heard him uh, say that the, he wanted more. It was, it, it felt a little personal. Wow. So, you know, I mean, it sounded like the Garden was going nuts. Knicks fans in general are going nuts after they won 112 to 103, I think it was. But you would, uh, would you say like as Randall went off and whatnot, like were they sort of like lukewarm about it or did they kind of ease into him as the game went on and he hit more and more big shots? No, they eased into it. I mean, I think it was, um, it was a quiet, like whatever it was, you probably have the, have the stats. It was like a quiet 26, 27 um, MVP chance for Jalen Brunson though. I mean, my initial thoughts, Brunson played unbelievable. Grimes played unbelievable. I think they both played 48 minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. for the first, I felt like for the first time, not only all year, but for the last three years, Randall 
didn't really get run when he wasn't when he wasn't on. I felt like this is the first time that Tibbs sat yeah. him for eight for eight minutes. And I hate to, you know, talk badly about him. He's you know he's been awesome, but that's 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 the vibe I got. That's interesting. Well, so let's start maybe from the top. You called him out to start Jalen Brunson played all 48 minutes, which is just crazy when you think about like this dude has been injured two or three times in the last few weeks. He's playing on definitely like a sprained or broken ankle at this point. He's not moving the way he does usually, but he plays 48 minutes. His stat line, Jesse, was insane tonight. 12 for 22, shot 40% from three, 10 of 12 from the free throw line, which is huge. He had 38 total points, 38, nine, nine rebounds, seven assists. Like the dude was just... I don't know. I think people get pissed off at me because all I do is praise Jalen Brunson, but I just can't put into words how awesome he was tonight and how he just refused to let this team go down in five. Like he made it his mission. We are not losing on our home court in five to the Miami Heat. Yeah. Like how crazy was that performance as someone who saw it live, right? No, it was unbelievable. And you kind of know, and that's, you know, backstory. That's kind of why we became good friends because my brother went to Villanova and I'm, I'm a huge Jalen Brunson fan. Um, I thought that, First of all, has there ever been a time where a player who wasn't an all-star dropped 38, 8, and 7 in an elimination game? And, oh, by the way, he played 48 minutes. Um, but at the same time, like, the, the the one thing I say about Brunson every time is even when the defense is keying on him, it's like I've never seen a guy 6-1 get to his spots every time. And it was like, at the end of the day, I, I'd rather him take a semi-contested 12 footer than anyone else take an open shot. I just felt like I wanted mm-hmm. the ball in his hands. And I mean, I think the whole garden felt that way. That's how, that's how I felt as a biased Villanova fan, as a biased Nick fan, but that's how I felt. He, he just, I don't know. He just has this confidence as the game goes on and it's a tighter and tighter game. Like he just has this look in his eye and to your point, he gets those mid range shots. He gets that patented floater. I think the other thing that I just love about Brunson, Jesse is, he knows when to get to the line and he knows like, okay, they made, they went on a little bit of a run. I'm going to get to the line. I'm going to hit my two free throws. He also knows when he can kind of take a heat check and step back from three. I just have the utmost confidence in him. Like I'm so happy living or dying based on Jalen Brunson. Like had he had an off night tonight and shot the ball a ton, I would have been like, all right, well, that's our guy. We lost because he was our guy, but it's kind of the opposite. Now he's turning into this all pro player in front of our eyes. And it's just, Nights like tonight remind me why this team is so much different than the past because we finally have someone who like can totally take over the fourth quarter, play 48 minutes hurt, doesn't react like any emotion the whole game. It's just the stoic dude that we've all come to love. And so it's just – it's awesome that we found our franchise guy. I think we can all say that he's our franchise player and just tonight yeah. was just another, another reason, man. 38 points in an elimination game against one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Like what else do you really want to say? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's and it's so funny because we were talking about it today at the game where like two years ago. So the reason why I'm an, I'm a next season ticket holder is because two years ago, I fell in love with Julius Randle, Reggie Bullock, whoever was yeah. on the court. Yeah. And I looked at my buddy. I'm like, there's four minutes left in a in a elimination game. And I'm like, remember when Alec Burks was taking up the, the ball? It's like it's like no offense to Alec Burks at all. But it's like, yeah. We this is such an upgrade. It's like, this is a real point guard. No, by the way, he didn't make the all-star team, but he is 38, eight and seven and an elimination game playing 48 minutes. Like in what world? Like it's unbelievable. 
I'm smiling just talking about it. I know. Well, it's just like you'll go to war for this guy. And I think about two years ago, we made the playoffs with Alfred Payton as our as our uh, point guard. Exactly. Playing and now we have Jalen Brunson. Yeah. yeah. It's just like in Derrick Rose, who I love Derrick Rose, and we all do, was the reason that team won one playoff game, you know, back two years ago. And so now we have Jalen and it's just – Listen, man, I hope he continues to do what he does. And I really hope he balls out in game six, of course, game seven. But I'm just, I was pumped to see that he stole the show tonight. You know, he was the one who put his money where his mouth was. He, the commentators were saying Jalen was like on the team on the bus literally as soon as the Miami game was over. Like he had been on the team for the last two days. And he was basically saying, we're not going to lose this game. And he was as right. expected. As expected. Like I wouldn't expect anything else. No, I know. Um, so he was great. My other take that I want to get your thoughts on was Quentin Grimes, man. Where did that come from? I mean, obviously a little backdrop quickly was out tonight. It, he'll probably be out, I think, for the next few games with a broken or sprained ankle. They haven't really said too much about it. So he's been out. Josh Hart, we won't get into too much because he's had a pretty bad series, actually. He was yeah. not good tonight. Three quick fouls right in the beginning, right in the first quarter, including that uh, flagrant, which I thought was a total bullshit call, but flagrant foul. So. Quinn Grimes plays 48 minutes. He had some nice numbers. He had some nice shots. He ended up going three of eight. He had a couple big threes. He had eight points. But, dude, his defense was unbelievable. Like, Jimmy Butler, I think everyone's been waiting for the Jimmy game. He followed around Jimmy Butler the entire night. Jimmy only went five of 12 with 19 points. Like, totally shut down one of the best scorers in the league. Jimmy was just announced second team all pro a few hours earlier, all NBA, and he shut him down and just, like, I don't know, man. Talk about an awesome game for a guy who like had to step up in a big moment. Like, how cool is it as you at the guard watching someone like Grimes like finally play forty eight minutes, play the entire game? Like, what was that like for you guys? Yeah, that that's how that's exactly how we felt. And honestly, Morgan, I'm sure you can attest to this. I felt like I've been waiting for Quentin Grimes to play. You know, he's he's a great three point shooter. He he stretches the floor, and then all of a sudden, what does he do? He doesn't come in and score 10 points and play good minutes he plays 48 minutes and guards I mean it was like he was drafted as this sort of like three and d expert and that's exactly what he did and then there was a point late in the game I don't know if you guys saw it on tv you probably did I thought he like tore his knee or something bad Mm -hmm. happened and then what does he do he steals the ball from from Jimmy Butler and like foul on the other end I mean he was He was awesome and and no knock on Josh Hart at all. It's just, you know, RJ goes to the rim. Josh Hart goes to the rim. I feel like it's kind of tough for them to coexist, but with Quentin Grimes out there, you know, stretching the floor, even though he only went three for eight, every time he would shoot a three, the heat would like aggressively close out. I felt like they knew that he, he's a baller. I mean, he was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And I, I knew you were a Quentin Grimes fan because I remember the first time I met you, Jesse, (laughs) like the first so the first three times you so for the backdrop, Jesse. Besides and I my Emmanuel quickly obsession. <laughs> yeah, you're obsessed with quickly, which is a little freaky, but I, I gotta let it go. But no. <laughs> so backdrop is Jesse and I met each other because we actually sit next to each other at the garden. I'm in seat 16, you're in seat 15, or whatever it is, 15 and 14. So we sit next to each other. To your point, you also added that we connected the dots about five or six games into the season that one of my closest friends from college is your stepbrother, John Chester. Shout out Chet which just shows how awesome like being a, a massive sports fan is how it just sort of brings worlds <laughs> together. Like if, Absolutely. if I told Chet like, Hey, I'm going to interview Jesse for a podcast on 11 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. Like if I told him that like two months ago, he'd been like, uh, you're smoking crack. Like what's going on? 
But I remember my first mem- one of my first memories of you is you like looked over to me and you're like, dude, over two and a half Quentin Grimes threes on like a random Tuesday night game against like the Cavs or something. And so you since then you've always been a big quickly guy, big Grimes guy. You've been looking for that number two kind of guy to take in that Knicks rotation. So I don't know. I just feel like you must have been pretty pumped watching Grimes kind of finally, I don't know, take a big step in what's probably going to be a very long career for this hopefully, you know, awesome Nick. Yeah, I agree. And and honestly, um, I've I've been a huge fan of Leon Rose. I think what he's doing is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's drafting a lot of young guys. He's giving them run. And and at times, I just felt that Tom Thibodeau is first of all I, nothing but good things to say about him. I mean, he's a defensive mastermind. He's probably mm-hmm. a first bat Hall of Famer. Just like the games where the young guys get run, where they get play, it's it's exciting. And I think you saw that today. Where like backs to the wall. What are you gonna do? Hey, Quinn Grimes, you mind playing 48 minutes and guarding Jimmy Butler? Yeah, no problem. We win by nine. It's like, yeah. I feel like I've been saying this all year. A lot of people have been, but unbelievable. Unbelievable, man. You know, one of the questions I want to ask you, so this was probably, you know, watching at home, you know, with my dog, right? I was like going nuts on the TV. <laughs> so I can't imagine what it's like in the garden. But one of the most classic NBA games in that there was like, multiple 10-0 runs by both teams, which I thought was pretty crazy. Like in an elimination game, the Heat and the first quarter, they're up 10. People were starting to kind of doubt it. Like, oh, shit, yeah. they might just blow us out in our home court. They then, the Knicks go on at like a 10-0 run to start the second quarter. They immediately tie it like two minutes in. I think at halftime, we were down by, I think, three going into halftime. And then the third mm-hmm. quarter, we go on this massive run. We go up 17 the Heat come back to within two. It's a dogfight to the end. Can you maybe just speak to like what was the roller coaster of emotions you guys all had in the garden? Like what was that like going from dead, we won, we're gonna win by 30 to dead to like stealing the win? What was that like for the folks, the 19,000 folks in the garden? Yeah, no, it was it was weird. It was like you almost like it's first of all, the last two or three games, it's it's been a nightmare, but and you also anticipate the heat. You just get this undrafted Max Drews or Gabe Vincent and they're just hitting shots. But I don't know, man, like maybe I'm a biased Nick fan, but it felt like towards the end of that third quarter, it was like they were kind of passing up on good shots to, to maybe get better shots and they weren't mm-hmm. better shots. I just felt like um, the Heat team that I saw the last three days, it just, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a biased fan, but um, it felt it felt different. I don't know if you saw it differently on TV, but. They seemed a little passive. They did. It, they seemed like, I don't know if there's anything about like, you know, maybe they thought, hey, we can clinch on our home court. But I thought it was like the most quintessential 2022, 23 Knicks game in that like they start off slow, which I feel like every single game this year, they've started off slow. They then get a huge lead in the third quarter, which we saw against teams like the Bucks and the Hawks in the regular season. They then blow that lead, like with like four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. To answer your question, jam, I was you know, I was not shocked that the, with yeah with four minutes left, it was a three point game. Absolutely we, not shocked. <laughs> we go up seventeen. I'm like, this game is going to be so heartbreaking because I'm like, any other team goes up seventeen with four minutes left in the third quarter. You're like, all right, what else is on TV? We got this win. For yeah. them, I was like, the more we lead right now, the worse it's going to be. And Duncan Robinson decided to like turn the clocks back to 2017 and went just absolutely bonkers in the second half. His stats were pretty wild. He shot four shots. He shot six of 13, 50% from three, 17 points. I think all of them came in the second half. But just yeah. a classic quintessential game in that the final element to it was the Knicks were on the floor. 
They had gotten punched, beaten up, but they got up, man, and they punched back. Like, that's been the story of this team. Like, they're just a, not a, a team that's out until they're out. Like, we saw it. What was that game in uh, February when they lost that heartbreaking game to the Clippers? They were down 20 to the 76ers, ended up winning that game. Like, this team's identity came out tonight. Yeah. Yeah. You were, yeah. So it was just, it was just a quintessential game, man. And it was so it was cool to see that they like stuck to their identity, stuck to it. But the roller coaster of emotions in the garden must have been absolutely crazy. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I actually, the one question I wanted to ask you, um, because I'm, I, I want your honest opinion. So I've gone through this a couple times. I'm sorry to roll reversal here, but Good. I think I think getting close but no cigar, like winning six, winning seven, is as absolute agonizing as it gets. Would you trade a game seven loss for a game five oh, loss? Like, because to be honest with you, I, I as crazy as and you can cut this out, whatever it is, I'm like it's like godfather just when you think i'm out they pull me back in it's like just when i was ready to be done i want to know i i'm genuinely curious your opinion i've asked a couple people this because i'm like i'm ready i'm ready to be heard again i'm ready to be heard again here's my take man like i've learned throughout first off my answer is i would rather lose in on a half court heave in game seven that can then get blown out and lose in four or five and i have a couple reasons why one is just I think the team is continuing to get better and players like Quentin Grimes playing 48 minutes in an elimination game and Jalen Brunson scoring 38 points tonight and maybe who knows, Jan- maybe Randall has a big game six. These are all building blocks that I think the team will continue to get better on, right? And like the more playoff experience, the better. Like you look at these Warriors, these Lakers teams, it's because they've won these types of games and the reason they've been able to build off that. So that's number one. Yeah. But number two, man, and this goes all back to it, like, the ride is just so much fun. Like it's just another two days of getting pumped up for the game. We have now a Friday night game. I'm going home for mother's day and it's my dad's 70th birthday Friday. So we're going to watch like, even if they lose, it's just like the ride continues. Right. And I, I've had some fans on from other teams. Like I had Joe on who's a Warriors fan. I've had Celtics fans on and they're like, win or lose. The ride is the best part. You're talking to people you've met on and doing podcasts. You're talking to guys in the subway about the Knicks game. You're just, it's another few more days until we have to remember we have these jobs and, you know, all these other normal things about humanity. Right. So my answer is a lame one, but I'll take more basketball no matter what the outcome is. No, that's a great but answer. That's just because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> that's a great answer. And a quick question. Are you a Yankee or a Met guy? You could probably guess I'm a Met guy, right? I'm fair, more about fair, the ride fair. and less about the championship. So, so I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Yankee fan. I listened to Michael K four hours a day and, um, he actually brought it up yesterday, the day before. He was like, you know what's great about the Yankees and the Mets having terrible Mays? The Knicks are still in the playoffs. He's like, we don't get any calls about that. And I'm just like, that that kind of changed my mentality. But I absolutely agree. My Growing up, my only memory of the Knicks being good was it wasn't even Melo making it to the second round. It was yep. Stoudemire and Raymond Felton having a good pick and roll. That was like my... Um, like that's it's it. A, and this like, is like it's this like a couple so weeks in December, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a broken record of how many times do I gotta tell my friends that I wish I was born in 75 and not not 95. I mean, but no, I, it's been fun. I believe it. I hate I mean, I hate the phrase like, oh, we're just happy to be here. Cause I know that's sort of like a lame thing that fans say, but like I just think, listen, man, I think basketball is such a weird sport in that like any given night, 
someone like Jalen Brunson can score 38. And so, no, like, do I think we're going to go to Miami and win by 20? Like, probably not. But I just think, like, the NBA playoffs right this year are so wide open. The East is so wide open. The Celtics might lose to the Sixers in six. Like, you know, that's a little outdated in that this is coming out Friday. But the point being is, like, it's anyone's series. It's anyone's playoffs. And so I think as long as the Knicks keeps winning, we have a chance. And, you know, the run, you know, it's just been fun to be a part of more than anything else. And selfishly, you and I are pulling for a game seven because we both had tickets to game seven. Um, And so I wanted to ask you this question because I was debating it with the guy I do tickets with. If we're to make game seven, you already have the ticket. Do you consider selling or are you automatically going no questions asked? Not in a million years would I sell a game seven. (laughs) Not even a thought. So not even a thought. Wow. And that's all. I don't got any logic. You know, logic, no reason, no nothing. Um, (laughs) Knicks are among the most in, uh, one of the most important things in my life I love it I watch every game um this has been a ride that I mean I I hope it continues but if not I'm I'm so incredibly proud of um no I mean it's just like it doesn't get any better than this and I'm so biased to Madison Square Garden I'm so biased to the Knicks I'm so biased to Jalen Brunson I mean come on man I I, I wouldn't even think twice about it I I'm actually and, pretty torn. And what about what, what are you thinking about? <laughs> I'm torn. So here's the problem. We're looking at, and this is so fucked because <laughs> you can't talk about game seven before you win game six. <laughs> Maybe you on the should road. have asked me my answer before I turn it back. Yeah, right. No, this is so messed up to even talk about this. Like when we when we inevitably lose by 40 on Friday night, everyone's gonna clip <laughs> this being like podcast host talks about potentially selling his tickets. I'm leaning towards maybe considering selling just because. My mentality is this, and you can tell me if I'm crazy. Right now, the price is going for, I looked online, it's going 15, for about, 16. yeah, it's insane. It's like 10x face value, basically, yeah. is what it's going for, right? It's insane. Like, you can basically make your investment of season tickets back in a game seven, which is like wild to think about, right? So that's number one. Number two is it's not the finals game seven, obviously. And so what I mean by that is if they lose... I'm going to want to jump off the top of Madison Square Garden because they just lost game seven to the Heat and I don't want to be in the arena right now. And if they win, I got more games to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's one of those like kind of a win-win situation. If they lose, I made a bunch of money. If they win, whatever, I have more games to go to. And so I am torn from that angle that I could see myself selling, but I also could see myself Saturday night being like, absolutely no way. We just won. We're going to game seven. You only have like maybe two or three of those in your lifetime. I don't know. It's, it's a toss up, man. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do if it happens. No, it's tough. And it's, it's a perfect storm. So I've been, I don't know, to be honest with you, I'll compare game seven to this particular game five. I didn't think I was going to game five until 30 minutes before the game started. Um, I don't know. It's almost like you you don't want to be hurt again, but at the same time, like, like the joy can I be honest with you? I high fived about eighty thousand people leaving that game, saying, "I'll see you Monday, Game Seven. So, <laughs> well, like, now you know. I got now my you this to eighty thousand people exactly, and I got my, my my dad who lives in Florida, who um, with you know my stepbrother who I doesn't really get the regular season game, so I always call him and I give him a recap, and I tell him I have season tickets, 
his initial thought is I'm an idiot. And his second thought is I'm so happy for you that you're going to these games. I just wish that you saw the garden when the garden was quote unquote rocking. And now I get to call him and I get to send him pictures that I'm like, Hey dad, the garden's rocking. And like, I don't know when we're going to get this again. And this is really fun. You don't have to actually send him pictures because when he turns on the TV, you're the guy shirtless <laughs> saying, don't you want to come to the Knicks? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then you get the, the off, the off brand people recording people in the street. Um, yeah. But no, it's been, it's been so fun. It's like, I, it I can't been. even. And I think that's what it would come down to is just like, there are very few opportunities in your life where you get to go to a game seven where you don't have to pay that much money to go. And like, so that, you know, it's a great problem to have. My focus is on game six. My focus is on taking care of business Friday. Would really hope quickly plays. Um, would love to get your thoughts, Jesse, on just now we've, we're down 3-2. We play tonight, Friday night, game six. I forget what tip time it is. I think it's a later tip because it's a Friday night. But we'll be curious. Has your expectations changed? Do you think we can win tonight and ultimately force a game seven? Or are you still a little pessimistic, a little not too confident in Julius Randle? What's uh what's going through your mind right now? Yeah, good question. I'm curious to ask yours also. I think naturally, like I said earlier, I'm 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 fully bought it again, obviously. Um, I trust Jalen Brunson, I trust Gwyn Grimes. I think there's a a degree of pressure on the heat. I think that um they're they're a bit passive in, in how they played today. Um but I I feel pretty damn good about it. I don't know. I don't know. I just, that's just how I was raised. Like, I just, I, I feel like we should, we should win. I don't know. How do you feel? That I mean, first, that was the first question you asked, by the way, that I was a little bit, um, not sure. Not, yeah. I mean, not sure. I just like, that's how I feel. Well, so tonight the pressure is on the Knicks. Obviously we were down three, one, you don't want to lose in your home court. The heat still can hold serve by losing tonight. So the pressure is on us. I think the pressure is totally on the heat in game six because yeah. My mentality is the Knicks kind of have nothing to lose. Everyone wrote them off. You're down 3-1. You're not coming back. Your season's over, right? They wrote them off. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, the Heat, if they lose game six, they do not want to go back to MSG for a game seven. No. Yep. Which go will back be to at. MSG, which will be at. The place will be, to your point and your dad's point, it will be rocking. So, I think there will be a lot of pressure on Heat fans and the Heat culture to win on Friday night. Um, the other aspect of it, man, is like, the Knicks are a better team. They beat the Heat three out of four times in the regular season. They were better than, than them in every offensive statistic. The Knicks were third best in offense and scoring this year. The Heat were like dead last in the NBA. They're a better defensive team when they're actually playing good defense. They have better stars. Like, yeah, Jimmy Butler is all pro or second team all pro. I'll give him that. But we have a more balanced team when we got Jalen Brunson. We got Randall. We are a better team. The main difference for them is obviously coaching. They have a much better coach than us. So I think yeah. tonight, though, man, might have given us this confidence that, hey, we can beat these guys. We can out-hustle them. We can out-offensive rebound them. Guys like Jalen Brunson can score 38 points. So I think that tonight might have given us this cockiness that I'm hoping we can transfer into game six and just go and beat the living doors off them. But that's my mentality, man. Is we have nothing to lose. We should have this confidence. And I think if it's a close game, we're going to see a very nervous, inexperienced Miami team. I think that's what we're probably going to see. Not an experience. That's not fair. They've made conference finals, but just lack of skill team that I don't know if they'll hit the big shots late. You know what I mean? So that's my take on it. I think we can win, but 
I don't know, man. It's going to be another dogfight. Like this team just, you can't blow out the heat. It's just impossible. No, and I, and I agree with you. And to your point, I mean, my issue is, and I know I touched on it earlier. It's like, are the heat, are the heat, the one seed from 2022 who Mm -hmm. are a well-oiled machine who have Jimmy and Bam who are all world players or are the heat, this eight seed with Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and Duncan Robinson and Caleb Arden, who are like undrafted mm-hmm. players. So like, it's like a give and take between like, how do you view them? Because if the Knicks were to lose in six to a team with a bunch of undrafted role players, it would hurt. But if the mm-hmm. Knicks were to give it their all in six games and lose to a, a team that was the one seed in the East last year, which is essentially the same roster, it would be a little bit different. So that's, that's my issue. It's like, how do I view them? And I think I view them as this, bunch of chumps who are undrafted and I just want to beat the shit out of them. I agree, man. Well, here's what I keep thinking about. They beat the Bucks in five and we didn't lose mm-hmm. in five. We at least pushed it six. So it shows that this team that this isn't a colossal failure if they lose in six because listen, the Bucks and Giannis called it not, you know, called it not a failure. So, you know, that was his famous press conference. But the point is the Bucks lost to this team in five. So listen, I think we win. I'm going to put it down. I think we win tonight. Fuck yeah. I think we win game six. I think game seven would be one of the wildest MSG games ever. And I think everyone would eventually say, fuck it. I'm not selling. I'm going to this game. And I'm looking at this Boston Philly series, man. Neither of these teams scare me. I actually think Philly scares me more than Boston right now. I mean, James Harden has figured it out. He scored 40 the other night. We'll see what happens on Thursday night. Joel Embiid looks healthy enough to be the MVP. And so, but I mean, listen, man, this team, if they can be up past the heat, make the Eastern Conference Finals, anything can happen. So I'm confident. I'm nervous. I'm really nervous. I'm going to get hurt again. I'm really nervous that Jimmy is due for a 40-point game. I don't know what his high of the, the series is so far. I don't think he's scored 40 yet, has he? No way. Um, close. Yeah, so I think he's in, like, the low 30s. So I'm a little worried that he's due for a big game, but I don't know, man. I'm feeling good. I think I'm sharing your optimism that I'm getting sucked back in and, and this could be <laughs> – the comeback for the ages, but that just might yeah. be, you yeah. know. And I'll see you Monday then. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, listen, Jesse, I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you being sort of our live, uh, you know, on the field guy, going into the garden, coming back, giving us your take. You think Nixon seven. I think Nixon seven. Any final words for Knicks fans? Listen out there. Any any last parting words you want to share with your Knicks brethren? All I got to say is all those Jalen Brunson haters, man, where are you now? Because this dude's a dog. He's an he's a unbelievable top five point guard in this league. Um, all he does is win. And uh, we're team Jalen. And I really appreciate you, Morgan. This has been awesome. Yeah, man. It's been a pleasure getting to know you this year, Jesse. It's awesome what the Knicks season ticket to- stuff will do. So go Knicks. Knicks in seven. Huge game tonight. Happy Mother's Day to all those moms out there. Big Mother's Day weekend. Hopefully the Knicks get a win for all of us. And listen, like I've said to other Knicks fans in the past who've come on the show, hopefully I talk to you about your plans, you know, for the parade or for the finals of the upcoming weeks because it's been a fun ride. I hope everyone just stays on the ride, enjoys it, and let's go Knicks. Why not us? You never know. Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, Jesse. Thanks for coming on, man. Talk soon. Bing bong was great having Jesse on the podcast this week. was an awesome time recapping the Game 5 win on Wednesday night against the Heat. And like I said, one of the biggest basketball games this town has seen quite a long time, tonight's game, Game 6. And so hope everyone has a great weekend. 
Hope everyone enjoys Mother's Day, spend some time with family. Hopefully next week we're talking about the Knicks going to the Eastern Conference Finals. But if not, we'll get into the Yankees and the Mets. And while both these baseball teams are making us pull our hair out. And so hope everyone has a great weekend. Go Knicks. And we will talk to you guys next week. See ya.